Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. My name is Matthew Dawkins, and I am joined once again by Dixie Cochran. Hello. Danielle Lozon. Hello. And Eddie Webb. Hello, 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 hello. I wasn't echoing. last again. That's very good. Are you echoing because we're in a cave? Yes, yes. yes. So that so you, get, you get me. You get me. <laughs> Eddie's already into it. He's deeply immersed in the world below. Yes. Which, uh, you know, we should remark, this is the first time we have uh, recorded one of these actual plays since the campaign started, uh, just to date, time of recording and all that. Uh, but we funded, and it took 48 hours, and yeah, not bad at all for a brand new game with no, you know, no license behind it, no yeah. uh, massive IP. We managed to fund in 48 hours, so thank you very much everybody listening who has given the campaign your support and if you haven't already first what's wrong with you but secondly <laughs> uh do consider it uh, we would love it if you did and by all means chime in on the onyx path discord or in the community section of the world below backer kit campaign to say where you heard about the campaign it's always very useful information to us if you uh, comment to say where you found out. Now, most most people are probably going to find out about this game from the Onyx Path website or from Backerkit itself or from any of the ads we're running on places like Facebook. But if you happen to hear about it through an actual play you like, whether it's this one uh, or a podcast or an interview or something, that's really useful to know too. Uh, an awful lot of what we do in this industry, uh, we don't know where the money comes from. We don't question it. Uh, <laughs> and we're a colossal money launderer. No, we're not a colossal money laundering enterprise. Uh, <laughs> if we were, we wouldn't be a very successful one. It's the worst money laundering enterprise. It, it's terrible. Why do we keep putting our money into these products? I think we're very good at money laundering because we put our money into the laundry thing and it comes out smaller. Yeah, no one will suspect. <laughs> we are keep shrinking our money, Eddie. You got to quit washing it on high. Oh, that's the problem. I keep watching the hot water. Uh. Yes, you are literally laundering our money. <laughs> that, but seriously, no, I mean, I'm with you. Like, uh, um, uh, you, we're going to promote this because that's the whole point of this. But I mean, the world below, it's, it's, a, it's a really exciting concept. It's, it's a, a new style of fantasy game that you don't see much of. It's got base building. It's got chaos magic. And then really, how many games do you know that where you can play Underdark Iron Chef? It's true. Well, I mean, if that isn't a selling point, I don't know what is. Right. And yes, Underdark Iron Chef, which which is the subtitle I'll put, make sure goes on the front cover. Of the, finished edition. <laughs> the world below, colon, Underdark Iron Chef. Or if if we ever do tasty bits uh, for the world below in years to come, we can have the we will call it actually that's it probably infringing on two copyrights at once, isn't it? Underdark Iron Chef. <laughs> I mean, you said about steel cook. I do have sketchy notes for they came from Kitchen Stadium. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're great. You can do it across multiple game lines. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spread your baleful touch wherever you go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, speaking of which, uh, are the three of you ready to dive back into gaming, or do we want to chat a bit more before we start? Oi, oi, I got, I got food to cook for people. Yeah, it's true. In fact, I, actually, we have a fight to do. Yeah, <laughs> we've been avoiding them all game, all, yes, every we, session. We one one. 
Yes, until now, you have quite literally managed to avoid, evade, negotiate your way out of, or otherwise slip through uh, any potential combat, which which tells me that this group of cooks isn't necessarily built for the warrior life. But we're about to see whether that is true or not, because now, uh, by linearity fiat, there is no escape. The the exits seal off through unbreakable, unbreakable barriers. No, they don't. If you do wish to uh, try and escape, you can. But uh, let me set the scene for you. I like uh, it better any... that they're unbakeable barriers. Unbakeable, well, for you, which maybe. Is, which, <laughs> which makes it impossible for our chefs to escape. Yes. <laughs> well done. Uh, so... Uh, the to set the scene, you were in a bowl-shaped cavern with like a funnel opening above your heads, roughly central into the cave. You weren't sure entirely why at first. The basin of this cavern uh, is absolutely covered with luminescence and interesting-looking fungi, especially to uh, Breen, uh, who has been busy harvesting some of the rarer samples. <laughs> Uh, however, it did become obvious as the scene was taking place in here that the reason for the verdant growth in this cave was partly down to the fertilizer herein. It would appear that this is a deposit point for bodies, possibly from uh, Opranath, a settlement above your heads, uh, that maybe, occasionally, when they're done with a body, they chuck it down here and it goes to feed the field of fungi. A lovely alliterative sentence I will rarely get to repeat. And <laughs> so, the, the, you know, these mushrooms, these toadstools, they're damn bounteous. They have a real crunch and nourishment to them, but you do kind of have to accept that the compost that goes into them is probably was once walking, breathing, talking, living their lives, going back home to their families... They all had hopes and dreams, but now they're just mulch for the fungus. But in the end, are we not all mulch? I was going to say fungus? that since Hades tracked. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole, like, when they're done with the bodies thing that you just said. Yeah. Makes it sound like they're doing something else with the dead bodies before they toss them down here. But it's really, they're just like killing people and tossing them into the compost, right? Oh, no, no, they're probably doing something with the bodies beforehand. Uh, Opranath is a settlement known for its uh, segment of Vrot uh, practitioners, a rather despicable cult that uh, worships decay as essentially the ambition of all good-minded people. Uh, there is no growth without decay. I mean, there's some logic to that. And they believe that anyone who is not in worship of the lords and ladies of rot should contribute to said rot. Uh, that means they practice all kinds of strange sorceries and abilities to help them further that agenda. Uh, part of it is recruiting or maybe even creating those creatures like the Miasmil, which you passed through before, those cloud-like entities that may have existed down here before the Verot or may have been created by them. Uh, the Rust Knights as well. These are all monstrous entities that are sometimes crafted by bits and pieces or with bits and pieces of their victims. Or maybe in the case of the Miasmil, it could be their dying breath, or perhaps even their spirit. If you were some kind of monstrous ecologist, you, you may be able to work that kind of thing out, if you have the time. As it is right now, 
These bodies that have been dumped into this cavern without ceremony are simply used for compost at that point. What they were beforehand, big unknown. If this were Baldur's Gate 3, you could use Speak with Dead and find out. As it isn't, right now it'll have to remain a mystery. As it isn't, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard. Wow. Yes, I oh. took two minutes to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> um, I mean, that is pretty tra- pretty rotten track for you. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we aren't just in a simple bowl-shaped cavern with rot and fungus and moldering corpses and a big funnel above us. There are also tunnels stretching off. They're smaller than the one you've emerged from. The tunnels around here seem to be getting narrower and narrower, steeper and steeper slopes. The good thing is that that does imply that you are heading closer to the next stratum. And that was your intention all along. Uh, You were heading for Tin, if I recall, hoping to escape the uh, stratum that you were previously occupying. And uh, yeah, you were heading down, 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 down. And as the tunnels get rougher and steeper, the likelihood of you ultimately ending up in the stratum you seek is greater. Unfortunately, there is an obstacle in your way. Namely... Uh, you have one of these Vrot, a priest of decay, who was busy farming, minding her own business until you rudely interrupted. Excuse me, we were just trying to pass through and she tried to extort us. (laughs) And you could have enabled that extortion and you would have been on your way, I'm sure. (laughs) What do you to extort us for? We don't have any money. (laughs) You have a lovely, lovely chaos rock that I'm sure... I would bet that... Danielle would fight for that forever. Yes, yeah. I think be- before either of the two of you, Plunk is keeping hold of that chaos. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's mine. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, the Vrot is not alone. Uh, she also has a rather hefty-looking, up until now, silent bodyguard covered in chitinous armor, a helmet crafted out of some colossal bug skull, leaning on a rather nasty, a wicked even. Uh, serrated incisor turned blade. Hey, he has had nothing but eyes for Zaven, uh, your hunter. Clearly oh, yeah. thinking at some point the two of us were going to duke it out, and uh, that time has come. So, uh, just to establish ranges in your mind, uh, Breen, you've already ventured quite deep into this cave because you were looking for rare fungi. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you are within close range of the Vrot, and within short range of our friend, the uh, Aprikian bodyguard. Yeah. Uh, for Plunk and Zaven, you are a, within uh, short range of the Vrot and medium range of the Aprikian. In order to reach uh, the other side of the cavern, you can take the long way around, which is quite literally a dry ledge wall, uh, to make the other side and make to the other tunnels, or you can go wading through the field of fungi, which is more or less how Breen was prancing through, trying not to disturb any of the uh, the plant life until finding what he sought. So, what we need to do is determine initiative, because the Vrot had, for intents and purposes, declared battle. In order to determine initiative in a story path ultra game such as this one, you form a dice pool using the higher of either your athletics plus cunning or your empathy plus dexterity. 
Oh. So you were down. This, this is the same pool for me. Well, in that case, this makes it very easy. <laughs> you just need to roll uh, that pool, and uh, for every hit, uh, that will be your stated initiative number. And I will tell you how initiative works uh, for anyone who is unaware, mostly among the listeners, but maybe even for some of our players. I got one once, hit. Once you've rolled one hit, so I'm, I should note this kind of thing down. But actually, no, it's unimportant, really. What we're looking for is the person with the greatest number of hits. Uh, right now, uh, it looks like Eddie has scored a whopping four hits. Yes. And let's wow. see how Danielle does as well with, uh, with Plunk here. Uh, because zero hits. Zero. zero hits. Well, that isn't Sorry. the end of the world, as we know. <laughs> yes. Because what has occurred, the, neither of the antagonists have exceeded four hits. They haven't even come close. Uh, we have a one and a two. So how initiative works is quite simple. The person with the greatest number is Eddie. Eddie gets to act, and or Zaven gets to act, and then, once having acted, can choose who follows. And then that person chooses who follows. And so it goes down. Now, some uh, logic would dictate that always put the player characters up front, always make them go first, because it means you're more likely to take the enemy out if you move fast. There is a sense to that. However, going later means you can react to something an antagonist has done. So... Some actions that you may, might, may wish to take in a game like this are going to be in response. So, for instance, if you are someone who is best off in close quarters combat, you may want the enemy to get closer to you rather than having to move on your turn, uh, especially if it requires wading into a pit of uh, fungal mulch. But I leave it entirely up to you. We start with Zaven. Uh, the Vrot does not appear to have a weapon beyond her sickle, but the sickle could probably do a nasty bit of damage. You are aware these priests tend to have some sorcery about them. Uh, mm. The Aprikian bodyguard is a, another matter entirely. He has all the hallmarks of a hunter. There is a bow slung across his back, but probably more pressing is the uh, incisor sword he is carrying in both hands. Okay. Well, luckily I also have a sword. Quick question is, how fast can I move? Okay, then. So, in terms of movement, your characters can, I believe it's uh, as a reflexive action, move up to short range. Uh, so you can do that and hit in a turn. If you want to move up to medium range, that is your simple action for the turn. Uh, that's correct, isn't it, Danielle? Yes. Yes, I'm glad I haven't forgotten everything <laughs> between the weeks I've been running this game. Honestly, you could have just said anything and I would have just said yes right now. <laughs> I will change the text to match. Wait, wait. You can jump up to long range if you succeed on an athletics. And... No, you can't. <laughs> right. Um, and, and we've been talking, I've been trying desperately to, to, to find the rules and now I can't. Um, well, so this is, actually, this is actually a really good opportunity for, yes, for you to look at things like your weapon tags, because weapons almost always are going to carry tags. If not, it's just basically a lump you're swinging. And even then, that's probably going to have some kind of tag to it. Um, mm -hmm. 
But also, if there is something you want to do at range, that's likely going to be under the syntheses or sorceries that you have available. All characters have access to sorceries, whether you're a chaosist like Plunk or not. Uh, you are going to be... Actually, I may have, may have mis misrepresented you there, Plunk. I'm an alchemist. Yes, that's why I said it, yes. Uh, my that's apologies. what you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been so long, you know, it's been two weeks. I've run a lot of this, a lot of the world below recently. Forgive me, Daniel. It's fine. Uh, but Plunk will never forgive. So yes, uh, we have lots of, <laughs> lots of options forget, here. Never forgive. <laughs> but moving oh, up to the Aprikian, if that's your plan, and striking is probably not going to be in your agenda for this uh, round, unless um, you have some kind of thesis or synthesis that enables you to move faster. I, I do not have one that allows me to move faster. I do, however, have flight. Oh, okay. Well, flight uh, tends to be quite useful. Uh, can you read out what flight does? Uh, your flight movement is equal to your movement on foot. Um, so uh, that's the short version of it. Um, which means that uh, you said before, I, mean, I have to use all my movement for medium so I could fly over there. But you also said that that would be going around on that ledge or through those the fungi if I'm skipping mm -hmm. both of those options. Yeah, yeah. If you're skipping both of those, I'll say you can uh, let's shorten this range to short. Okay. Uh, because, cool. yes, if you try wading through the fungi, you're likely to encounter some kind of negative area effect that I won't go into until someone decides to do it. Right, right. Okay. Um, so in that case, uh, I'm going to kind of just fly charge him with an unarmed attack. Oh, um, okay. You can make a, a, a mixed rush action, which will just... You just need a success on an athletics plus might, which means okay. that you could use your like. So you can so you could do a rush action. Uh, mm -hmm. Rush action is that you can move from medium range to close range, mm -hmm. uh, and make an attack. Um, okay. And it's a difficulty one, so you do it as a mixed action. So you would just choose uh, the lower of, I think it's the lower of the two. Uh, your attack pool or your athletics plus might pool. Um, I roll that and then spend one of your hits on on the rush action and then d done. Well, that's very convenient because my athletics and might and my close combat and might are in fact the exact same pool. Oh, right. Second, second time this happened. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yes, it would only be difficulty one to succeed on a rush action. Uh, if your attempt is to hit, uh, this uh, Prekian does have a defense of okay. two, which means okay. your difficulty to actually hit it is uh, two. Okay. Um, so I have six hits. Oh, well, in that case, never mind that nonsense. <laughs> so I'm going to use one to do the rush action, two to defense gives me three more um, hits. Um, I do have the, uh, where is it, where is it, uh, the Make It Hurt synthesis, which means I can buy the critical trick for one less. Okay, okay. so can do... So it's two points for critical hit, yes? Yes. Yeah. So um, that does two damage, and then you have one hit left over. I do. Um, uh, and also, I also had the, uh, I don't know if, it, can I use more, can I use every synthesis at once? Is there a cost for any of these? Uh, I should only be using one synthesis per action. Okay, well, I did use flight uh, to get uh, over there. Synthesis is a simple action, yeah. Mm. Um, 
Okay, well, I did use flight, so then I won't use make it hurt, so I'll use all three of those to buy the critical trick then. Okay, then. Okay. Uh, so Zaven flings himself across the pit of mulch and straight up into the Aprikian's grill to stick with the cooking. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and broils him straight in the uh, shell's face. Okay. Uh, yeah, where, where are you uh, attempting to strike this uh, this opponent hunter with your unarmed attack? Um, right in the face, the yeah. Just right in. Okay, so crack. You smack your fist against the uh, hunter's uh, shelled face. You know that there's some armor in the way. Uh, mm -hmm. For all intents and purposes, mechanically speaking, this is going to uh, give the uh, Perikian more health. Um, but nevertheless, you still smack and crack, drive a line down the center of that insect's skull. And now you are within close range of the enemy, uh, which is good for him. Uh, <laughs> you've made his life a lot easier. Uh, so could I ask you, Eddie, who you're going to nominate to go next? Um, since Breen is in a strategic position, I'll let Breen go next. All right. Um, so Breen is going to obviously attack the the Vrot. Oh, okay. Um, so you're going for the cultist. You are in the pit of mulch with her. So uh, yeah, she is closest to you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Do I have to spend anything to like make a sorcery happen? Uh, nope. So, uh, this is going to be, I, I can't recall now if it's our first sorcery of the game. Uh, I think it is. No, it was but... second, because I used Filch before. But... Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. All right, so first of all, tell me what sorcery you're going to go for. Craft Osseous Spurs. Yeah, that's a lovely one. Okay, so, Craft Osseous Spurs is a simple action. Uh, mm -hmm. As a silhouette, you will be rolling your athletics plus stamina in order to uh, make this happen. You don't have to spend anything. Uh, that's all you will be rolling. However, uh, there are some things you need to take into account in the way of complications here. Uh, if complications are not bought off when using sorcery, they can trigger chaotic retaliations, as I think we've established before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there is a minor level of complication based on the uh, layer, the stratum you're at. Plus... There is something volatile, uh, I don't think uh, volatile is the word, let's say wildly volatile about this cultist that is going to increase the complication to moderate. So a sorcery is only ever difficulty one, if it's a structured sorcery like this one, but you have a moderate complication on top of it. And that's two hits to buy off? Uh, it is indeed. So yeah, you'd need one hit to buy off the difficulty, two hits to buy off the complication. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds positive. <laughs> well, it's because I saw immediately I had rolled two tons. Um, so oh, I got, okay. I got five hits. Well, so. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, I, then. I just saw those two zeros pop up, and I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for the listeners, uh, what does Craft Osseous Spurs do, Dixie? So it makes your bones grow and poke out of your skin and protrude all over. So I go from being a snake to being a spiky snake. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, they they come out of Breen's like fingertips, like claws. They come mm -hmm. out of their arms. Uh, and they make them much, much more deadly than they were before when they were just a little snake person. 
Excellent. And after all that's said and done, you've still got two hits remaining. So you could purchase... So right now, those uh, yeah, those osseous spurs basically convey the bleeding status effects to anyone you grapple mm -hmm. with or who grapples with you. But you can purchase additional tags at one hit each. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, do... So yeah, there's a few options here in the uh, description. Brutal, deadly, heavy weapon, piercing, and reach. I mean, if it's reach, you become a horrendously spined creature. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I... I guess would mean you could probably grapple at reach as well, which is um, alarming. Well, luckily I'm close enough to this person to attack them anyway. Yeah. So let's do uh, deadly and piercing. Deadly and piercing. Okay, so if uh, the Vros is armoured in any way, that piercing is going to help a great deal. Uh, but the deadly is always a useful tag to purchase. Now, that is a simple action, that sorcery. So mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to attack and do that as a general rule. Okay. Um, so, But you are now completely covered in absolutely nasty spines that if this uh, cultist gets into close combat with you, they're going to run afoul of. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to use any reflexive actions such as to try, I guess, making distance between you and this cultist, or drawing a weapon, or are you going to rely on your spiky body being the weapon and let her come for you? Uh, I'm going to... Hmm. I think I will actually also pull out my, my blade, because I have a mm -hmm. stiletto. So I All will right, also pull that out and just be ready. Okay. And who do you want to go next then, Dixie? Uh, I'm going to let her go next. Okay. Well, seeing what you have wrought upon your own body, you strange person. <laughs> <laughs> now just suddenly jutting with spikes and spines and barbs. I mean, there would be some people in the world below who would look at that askance or, or afraid. Uh, this is the kind of cultist who mulches up corpses, so she may not be as intimidated as you would hope. But it does compel her to take a particular action, which I'm now going to have to check in my Restaurant Super Dragon X-10 Psy Continuum Phantasma Calamity Clone Plus Alpha Draft. Uh, which is... Let's see what ranged attacks she has available so she doesn't have to get impaled on your weaponry. <laughs> uh, so it would appear that my sorcerer here, my cultist, is reliant entirely on getting up close and personal with her enemies. Uh, so, yes, so she isn't going to be trying to uh, fire shots through your spiky armor. Uh, she just has to decide whether she goes for you or for Plunk, I think. She's probably just going to look at you, shake her head. And... <laughs> Come at me, bitch. <laughs> um, but that does mean that she has to make her way out of the um, fungal mulch. Uh, so I'm going to make a quick roll, uh, because right now she is under the slow status effect, uh, which is what happens if you are currently knee-deep in this fungal mulch. Uh, so that means she basically has to... Oh, God, yeah, she's not in a good position for people not charging at her, to be honest, because, yeah, she will move up, and then she would basically be right in Plunk's face and not able to act. 
Hmm. She could just hold her act. She could stay back. Mm-hmm. No, I'm oh. really, I'm really considering what is the best. I'm clearly being too precious about my cultists here, as as one <laughs> is, you know. Uh, ha! Uh, she does have a spit attack, uh, so she is going to go for that. Uh, now you should, you're likely to have a defense. Let me see uh, your character sheet, uh, Dixie. She will go for you. She's going to try spitting in your eye. Oh. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's it's dreadfully crude, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I mentioned baleful touch earlier. She does have it. Have it. Um, so she's <laughs> going to try spitting a corrosive blast into your face. Okay. Uh, so uh, I still need to try and hit you, and you can try and defend from that. Uh, you can roll your stamina pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what you need to do first. This determines what difficulty my attack on you is basically rolling against. Uh, typically, if engaging in ranged combats, uh, this uh, it would be defending in that way. You're not likely to be able to dodge out of the way of an arrow coming towards you, for instance. But she is spitting at close range, so... I think that that's fair. I got one hit. One hit. Well, in that case, unfortunately, she only needs to... Uh, well, you can turn that hit into a dodge, uh, which is a defense trick, which basically adds to your defense. Okay. Uh, so I need to get two hits in order to hit you. Uh, so she curls back slightly and then... <laughs> right in your face with a rather deranged cackle. Griff. And it burns through some of those spikes and does connect with your skin. Oh, uh, you, yeah, you are dealt a burning great loogie to the Griff. forehead. Yeah, that what? drips down. Gross. And, uh, <laughs> and is going to deal you an additional point of damage because this is her baleful touch, I'm afraid. Uh, so that is two damage to you, I'm afraid, Dixie. Okay. And uh, she manages to cut through your defenses. Um, I should ask, now is a good time, by the way, to check what armor does your character have, if any, or did you go for a weapon and an item? I did a weapon and an item. I, I thought you did. Okay, well, so nothing is going to uh, prevent this. Uh, so, yes, she spits a corrosive spray over your face, and yes, it burns. You need to get right up in this woman's uh, face if you're going to uh, cut her up or slow her down. Now I get to choose who goes next, and do I go for Danielle or the Aprikian? I think I'm going to go for Plunk because I'm confident that the Aprikian Hunter can do some nasty damage to Eddie, uh, Eddie Zaven, regardless. Yeah, come at me. Yeah, okay. well, you came at him. I mean, so. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. <laughs> so okay. let's go for let's go for Plunk. All right, all right. Um, so. I am, hold on, I gotta double check what this does, because I don't remember if I have to hit a person with it. Mm-hmm. Let me double check my my synthesis. I'm Please say, do. Oh, or it's a thesis, hold on. Underhanded. Oh, underhanded attack? Um, yeah, I think, I think you have to hit with that. Oh, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um... All right. So I was talking to this this cultist um, 
Yeah. Where am I in relationship to her? Uh, I assumed you had remained on the dry edge of the okay, cave. Okay, so so I am also at medium range. Uh, you are at um, short range from her, medium range from the Aprikian. Oh, short range from her. Perfect. Okay. So I am going to just... She just spit on my friend, and I don't like that. Um, I mean, that, the kudos yeah. to you for, for taking a stand. This is how tuberculosis spreads. Yeah. <laughs> so also, she's gross. <laughs> so I think what I'm going to do is I am going to use a sorcery. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to use my uh, gathering light mm -hmm. to form an orb of light that will make it easier for me to hit things later. Okay, then. So gathering light is uh, enigmas plus might. Uh, yes. For an alchemist, you are as as Dixie was on a complication, a moderate complication for using mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. difficulty one. So go for it. Let's see how your enigmas plus might goes. Oh my god! Did you fail? Did you I, fail? I've been I waiting did. for a failure. You did. <laughs> I did. I did. Um. You can spend momentum, of course. I can spend we momentum. Five. We have five momentum. I have two enhancement to cast sorceries from my. Chaos bound cooking spoon. Oh, okay. So if I spend momentum, I can use those enhancement to overcome the complication. Unless you want the chaotic retaliation. I mean, they can sometimes be fortuitous. If I, I'd have. If I fail, I won't get that unless unless I take a disaster. So really, the question is, do we need more momentum, or should I use the momentum? <laughs> you, do, momentum. you do have a lot of momentum. Yeah, okay, <laughs> then I'm going to use two momentum to turn my failure into a success. All right. And then I have two enhancement from the cooking spoon, um, which, I, what else can I do? Oh, you know what? I'm going to use those tricks, uh, those hits. Mm -hmm. uh, from the two enhancement to extend how long my gathering light will last okay. by two additional uh, by one additional round because it's every two hits uh, will essentially well not round but attack yeah um, so I can get two attacks with my gathering light instead of just one excellent and yeah they um, will both get a benefit from brutal and heavy weapon tags which yes. are uh, nasty tags to be struck by. Yes, and so I will accept whatever the chaos fate throws at me. <laughs> well, you get to roll that, so let's see. Could you roll for me 2d10, Danielle, and let's see what horrible chaotic retaliation or wonderful chaotic retaliation occurs within this cavern. It's a 27. Uh, oh, sorry, you will need to add these together. Uh, I have not written oh, over oh. 27 moderate chaotic retaliation. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Uh, the 9. A nine. You have increased the ambient chaos. The oh. chaos level within long range of where you've activated your power increases as if the area were one strata deeper. So now you're going to be dealing with a complicate a major complication on every sorcery you use. <laughs> womp womp. Could but have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, if you'd <laughs> rolled a ten, you would have summoned a hostile creature into <laughs> being. Um... <laughs> And I mean, if you draw, <laughs> making it more chaotic does make sense. That's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay then, so with that said, uh, chaos ripples through the air, gathering light, keep in mind the effect of that, and likewise Dixie, keep in mind the effect of yours, uh, because we are now going on to the Aprikin, who's going to go for the incredibly mundane, but sometimes quite effective manoeuvre of just hitting someone with a sword. Yes. <laughs> uh, so seeing you above him, just above him, but close enough to hit him, Zaven. The Aprikin uh -huh. snarls out from behind his cracked mask, I'm going to turn you into mulch, and sweeps <laughs> upward with his incisor uh, in order to do so. You can once again roll your stamina, first of all, to calculate uh, how many defense tricks you can purchase. Uh, two hits. You got two hits. Okay, then. Yeah. So, uh, one of the most common defense tricks to purchase is dodge, because on a one-for-one -one basis, you can basically increase your defense, which means that if you spend both of them on dodge, he's got to hit a difficulty three in order to actually hit you. Um, mm -hmm. But there are alternatives. You can take dive to cover, you can take move away. Or, um... Yeah, all the other ones are involve me changing my range band. I don't want that, so I'll just roll them right into dodge. Okay, then. So you've got a pretty hefty defense now of three. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to make my roll to hit you. And uh, this uh, Perikian uh, comes equipped with a nasty power all of his own. Of course he does. Uh, which is a... Let's see. Oh, he can't use it yet. He's got to be reduced to half health, and he's very nearly there. Um, so instead, he's just going to swing for the fences. And... And he does swing for the fences. Unfortunately, you're not on a fence. You aren't a fence. <laughs> and uh, his uh, incisor blade somehow avoids you. Well, I'm guessing because you are dodging out of the way. Well, I mean, also, I'm, yeah, I mean, dodging, but also I have, like, pretty heavy armor on, too. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he swings spike. upwards. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say he may have even struggled to lift his sword. He got zero hits. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I probably just, like, uh -huh. Like sword is just for show. He's never actually had a swing. It. Yeah, yeah well, he tries. To, he's been leaning on it for so long in this cavern. It's literally stuck in the ground right now, and so he goes to pull it up, and it's <laughs> and he looks at you with some despair and a. Can you hold on a minute? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll join the fight as soon as I become King Arthur. Hang on. <laughs> uh, which... Which means uh, we are through the first round of combat. Uh, two of our characters have gone into full preparation mode. Uh, two of our characters have gone into full hostilities, and one is trying to extract his weapon from a solidified pile of mulch cement. Uh, which takes us all the way back round to initiative. Now, it's up to the group. Do we want to uh, keep going in the same order? Um, or because last time it's uh, the last character to act in the previous round chooses the first person to act in the new round. We can keep doing that if you like, um, or we can roll initiatives from the start again. I'm okay with Eddie starting this off again. Yep. Well, the good news is because I acted last, I get to choose who goes first, and I'm That's not true. choosing Eddie. Now the Aprikin is going to try hitting you again, Eddie, and try uh, not to embarrass himself so badly. He chooses fine. himself. And so, uh, once again, I am rolling. Could you roll your stamina? Calculate your defense for me, please. Oh, I had to As we're in a new round. It was a really good one, I know. Uh, okay, two hits. So, 
Two Slug minutes, it. okay. Might... <laughs> yeah, come on, Slugger. Swing that, Swing that incisor. And he does so. Thank goodness. Well, thank goodness for me, anyway. <laughs> he he brings the incisor up in a sort of upswing motion to cut into you. And <laughs> he definitely beats your defense. Now, what armor do you have, Eddie, if any? Um, I have uh, padded and spiked armor. Okay, so yeah, he's not grappling with you. The padded just adds additional health. Yep. So in this case, uh, it is going to cut through said armor, and uh, you know I've um, I've bought off or I've achieved more hits than uh, I need. So you know what? I'm going to look and see what tricks I can use on you, yes, smug bastards, with all your success so far in this game. I've done nothing but fail ever since I started throwing. <laughs> Uh, you play characters with your enhancement, just yeah, swanning around the place like you own everything. Like you're like you're the most important characters. This is a story <laughs> of how Matthew, after many, many, many years of running games, finally became an antagonistic GM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I really want to go for disarm, except you struck him un um, unarmed, so that that won't help at all. Uh, unfortunately, disarm does not qualify as take the opponent's hand off. <laughs> Uh, I and, I and I can't knock you. I can't take knockdown because you're in flight right now. Um, but what could I do? Um, what uh, could you give me the list of items you've got on your person, Eddie? Uh, sure. I mean, I do have a sword. It is just not in my hand at the moment. And it will not be because I'm okay. taking C's. So yes, you are dealt a point of damage, but also as he swings up, he unhooks the weapon from your belt and slides it down into his hand. You okay. will be able to uh, pull it back um, if you uh, want to on your action, but that will be an action in turn. Okay. So, yeah, For reference, it has, it has the heavy weapon tag. So. Oh, okay. All it's right, so, so now I'm going to go straight to Eddie. Okay. And he snarls at you. Your move, bug. All right. Challenge accepted. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, kind of start to look like I'm going to grab the sword and then just once again right in the face. <laughs> oh, so it's you're, you're weak spot. Yes, you're aiming for a feint without so far having purchased the feint, but it's still a um, yeah. I like I like the narrative. So could you make your roll to attack, please? Uh, does he have to roll defense? That's right. No, they, they don't roll defense. Uh, no, he has a static defense of two, so you need to get okay. two hits or more. Oh, no. Oh, no. Off the track? <laughs> no, but you um, do have momentum, so you've still got three yeah, momentum in this I, I have zero hits. Well, I'm okay with you using it. Momentum's there to be used. Yes. Um, yeah, but I'm, just, I'm just trying to think, is it better to just buy a success with no hits? Or is it better to add dice? Um, no, I'll just I'll just buy the successful consequence. So you want to turn the uh, the failure into a success? Yeah. Okay. Um, do, because it's now a successful attack, mm. um, I can uh, use my toxic synthesis. Oh. Uh, so my unarmed attack now has a poison tag. Oh, good. Thank you. Poisoned. <laughs> 
All right, and by all means, you can uh, tell us, because we haven't established before, what kind of poison are you looking at here, Eddie? Uh, is this going to be a paralytic, uh, some kind of um, nauseating, or...? Um... Um, uh, I, I think, because my character is slowly turning into a bug person, mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking it's more kind of spider venom. Yeah. Um, so probably a paralytic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'll treat in that case. We're still we're operating under the slow-acting toxin status effect, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. but, oh, no, I know. Fast-acting is fine. Fast-acting is fine. Um, but let's see. I will... Um, yeah, that can paralyze the target. Essentially, on the Aprikian's next action, I'm going to um, have to roll uh, to power through that, as it were. Um, as it is, however, yeah, he is now immobilized. Right. Um, uh, and you still get to do a damage. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do the damage to him too. Okay, so yeah, punch to the face again, and he staggers back. He is down to half of his health, or, well, less than half of his health. Um, and then oh. I will, I will yeah. let uh, uh, Plunk do whatever bonkers nonsense Plunk has planned. <laughs> All right. Plunk in okay, Plunk. Plunk with your brutal and your heavy weapon. Yep, I'm going to I'm going to move forward and take a swing at uh at this cultist chick who's been spitting at my friend. <laughs> okay. Uh so you go wading in uh yes. to the mulch. Um could I ask as you do so uh for you to make an athletics and dexterity roll? Oh boy. Um, this is going to be on, we will say, it's difficulty two with a minor complication. Oh my goodness. Um, As right. you find yourself uh, wading in to the decomposing bodies and quickly growing fungi around you. Um, well, I'm, I'm sorry to report that I've only got one hit. Well, that's fine. Uh, that doesn't mean you are by any means rendered incapable here. Okay. Um, what it does mean is uh, you do fail, so gain a point of momentum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, what it does mean is a body, this is just your misfortune, really, you're rolling to see whether you uh, detect the shadow descending upon you <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. in time, um, basically crashes into you. Uh, so... Uh, Opranath above you has just decided to dispose of another body at this time, and it lands on you, Plunk. Oh. And you're not able to dodge <laughs> out of the way. Uh, yep. So, you are struck with the torso, the upper body, torso, arms, and head of some poor unfortunate. Uh, I'm going to say that that inflicts a damage. I think mm -hmm. that's fair. That's fair, um, yeah. Um, I, I just, I just, this is a game where it's like, okay, how much damage does half a corpse falling on me do? This is the game we're playing right now. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also just want to look at uh, what status effect might come into effect. A dazed effect, maybe? <laughs> Not as <he> <laughs> Um So, yes, right now you cannot perform more than a simple, a single simple action or two reflexive actions. Uh, so, right now, You've done your reflexive to move in. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. get into close combat. You haven't made your attack yet, so you've not burned through the effects of your sorcery. 
but you're you are not going to be able to hit on this turn. You can basically get into close range. Unfortunately, this falling body slowed you down. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Um. <laughs> Unless you have another reflex of action that you can use. Um. You know. Yeah, maybe. You may have a sorcerer in your arsenal. Uh, I don't. Um, I think what I'm going to do is... Uh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't have a, an idea for something I could do reflexively. So I am just going to accept that I have moved in. If you want an idea, you can spend a momentum and I'll tell you something you could do. I mean, it would be hugely potentially destructive. I'm not destroying my chaos rock. Oh, fine. Just go fuck off with that. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, you don't need to spend a momentum then. Okay, Danielle, you're now within close range anyway. Yeah, I'm going to pass it to her. Okay, then. Well, now she has a choice of two people that she can attack. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, having already expended her acidic spit for the time being, she's going to have to go for Plunk, because, again, this spiky morass in front of her does not look like a terribly appealing target. (laughs) I'm sorry, Breen, I don't know if you've ever been called that before, but that is basically what you are. Spiky morass? Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's going to be my my nickname. Spiky morass. (laughs) So, yes, she is going to go for you. She has a sickle in hand, Plunk, and uh, your defense, you did still have a reflex of action. Even though you've been knocked dizzy, we haven't ever ascertained that dazed prevents you from defending yourself. So please do roll your stamina, and we'll see what she has to overcome to slice into you. I mean, Breen, you may have to be the person who saves the day here. Um, So my defense is two. Defense is two. All right, then. Let's see how I do with this uh, nasty-looking sickle with all of its lovely tags. Uh, It is a sickle forged from the void, designed to drain life, sap the soul of its victims, and on one hit does none of that. It's... (laughs) She swings! She swings, and she's not bad at this, but my dice pool was. Uh, She swings at Plunk, and does not cut through Plunk's defense. Yeah. So, I mean, you tell me, Plunk, did it uh, cut through your clothes? Did you, Were you able to lean back Trinity style? Uh, n- no, I think I just held up my spoon. <laughs> and tink! <laughs> yes! <laughs> and now, now you, your weapons are locked, like in Highlander, two swords <laughs> just sparking <laughs> off of each other, except it's a, a cooking spoon and a sickle. <laughs> Why they ran electric cables up their weapons in that movie, I do not know, I suppose. Um, Sounded like a good idea at the time. If You can only die from decapitation. I mean, the spoon and sickle is an underrated iconography. Everyone knows the hammer and sickle, but not enough people know about the spoon and sickle. Yes. Well, maybe it'll be a new thing in 21st century. We'll do some revolutions. But with that said, Plunk... Uh, no, Plunk, you went to the cultist, so the cultist, hmm... You can only go uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go for Breen, gonna have to go for Breen, I don't have any other option. So you show the cultist what you've got, Breen. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I can still close distance with her, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, she hasn't moved, so yeah, you're, you can basically move from short to close range, even though you're in the mulch, that's fine. 
Okay. And what what do you roll to activate sorcery again? Tell me one more time. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's, it's whatever quite... the sorcery calls for. Yeah. Oh. So what sorcery are you looking at using? I know it's getting more and more difficult, but I'm looking at using ominous strike. Okay. Athletics and stamina. Yep. Uh, so yeah, for you it's athletics and stamina. We currently have a major uh, complication attached to that for the chaotic retaliation side of things. So you're looking for a total of four hits if you want to buy off that complication and succeed. I got it. I got you did? Four hits. Oh, okay then. Yeah, that's 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 basically my my best pool. So. Mm. Well, yeah, exactly four. Two nines and a ten. <laughs> now, we did do this one slightly wrong, and I'm not going to ask you to re-roll. Because this is a supplemental sorcery, you simply roll your dice pool to hit, and the sorcery oh. is channeled through your attack. Um, but I'm going to treat that as a successful attack, because uh, I wasn't looking at the sorcery at the time. Okay. Um, so, your melee attack gains the shadow and stunning tags. Mm -hmm. And, on top of that... You have uh, got uh, two. You've got the attacks, the the tags from your spikes. Are you attacking with your body or with your weapon? No, I was attacking with my weapon because Ominous Strike said it had to use a melee weapon. Okay, well in that case, yes. So your spikes are protecting you, but they are not impaling her. Mm -hmm. But shadow and stunning are still pretty useful, especially stunning. And then uh, my stiletto has the piercing and light tags. Okay, so let's go through each of those and see what they do. <laughs> so in terms of Shadow, you would have needed additional hits to afflict the sensor's occluded status effect, so we don't need to worry about that. Um, for Stunning, well, you've got a choice here. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the same applies for Shadow. If you would rather not buy off that Chaotic Retaliation Dixie, you could buy the Stunned status effect on the target. That is going to basically render her pretty fruitless in upcoming combat rounds. Um, it costs you two hits that you wouldn't have been able to spend on buying off the Chaotic Retaliation. Mm -hmm. um, piercing will cut through her armor regardless, and so we can treat that as effective. And what was the other tag your, um, your weapon uh, just, had? Just light. And light. So, yeah, light weapon, use dexterity instead of might to strike right. people. So, yeah, do you want to try stunning her at the risk of a chaotic retaliation? What do y'all think? I know we're getting low on time here. Uh, I... Do it. It yeah, may be it. a way of escaping. I'll you do know, it. You, not, not every combat needs to end lethally. I'll do it. All right, then. So, let's see. Uh, we, you, we will go through the stunned uh, status effect, just so people know what exactly has happened here. So, uh, the character is frozen in her tracks. She either took a great deal of damage or suffered a great shock. In, that, in this case, maybe you struck her across the back of the neck. That's usually pretty shocking. It can, Stab her uh... in the kidney. <laughs> oh, well, you know, that'll do oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all her actions will suffer a moderate complication, and if she can't buy it off, she only takes a single reflexive action on her next turn. That is the ideal uh, status effect to apply to someone if you want to run away. Mm -hmm. And that is what our three cooks have proven themselves to be very good at. We're great at running away. Oh yeah, yeah we're the best at running away. But we are, however, dealing with a chaotic retaliation and a major one at that. So, Dixie, roll your 2d10 and let's see how things go in this case. I did, and I rolled a 13. 13 poisoned. 
You have suffered the oh, fast-acting toxin status effect. <laughs> you feel the deleterious effect. I mean, it's quite appropriate given that you're stabbing someone who's mostly made of mold. Uh, you, <laughs> you stab her in the kidney, and somehow the chaos judders up your arm into your bloodstream. You feel weakened, like Plunk is maybe going to have to take you away from this if he can find a gap in your in the spiky bush that you're currently wearing. Which is funny because I I am I'm already toxic. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the wrong kind. Wrong kind of toxic. The wrong kind. Uh, now, Dixie, as you went last, that means you get to choose who goes first. And yes, we are running short on time, so now may be a good opportunity to call for the immediate retreat. Or mm -hmm. flee into one of the uh, upcoming tunnels. I'm going to throw it to Eddie to see what his his leadership wants us to do, since he's kind of taken on the, the, the big guy right now. Yeah, oh, well. and David like... may be able to eliminate him before anything else. He is down I, to less than half his hit points. Yeah, and I can yell out, like, I've got this one stunned, but also I'm very hurt. Okay, alright. Um, then I have a plan. Um, oh, God. I'm going to um, punch him in a very sensitive area. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're yes, still in flight, so I'm guessing that's a kick more than a punch, unless you're flying really I'll, low. I'll kick, I'll kick him in a very sensitive area. <laughs> I mean, his face might be sensitive, I don't know. Oh, okay, you're going for the face still. Right. I misunderstood the assignment. Uh, oh, no, no, I mean, it, 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 well, you'll see what happens in a second. So, three hits. Okay. Three hits. Okay, well, three hits definitely surpasses his defense. Okay. So, uh, so I'm what are not you doing? About, I'm not worrying about damage. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm going to use my thesis of underhanded tactics All right. Um, uh, to impose a minor complication on victim subsequent close combat actions for the whole combat. Okay. Um, and with that done, you get to choose who goes next. You have also dealt a damage. You uh, will do right, that. I, 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 yeah, deal damage. But basically, my goal is to to, to um, make it harder for him to run after us. Yeah. Uh, and then I will then go to Breen, so Breen can get out before anyone attacks them again. Oh, okay. So are we, are we are we running away? Have you like communicated? Yes, we're running. We're us? running away. I, I'm setting up for the running away thing. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, so we are going to the the closest downward tunnel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are fleeing, uh, and this, uh, I think it's fair that as the cultist is not focusing on you, she isn't going to get some, as D&D &D would call it, attack of opportunity, as you basically make your escape. Uh, mm -hmm. She can't still. She still can't spit at you, and it is not in her best interest to hurl herself into a uh, thorny bushel. While I'm moving, can I use fungal communion to figure out the best route to take? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I will communicate with all. The, I mean, I'm I'm literally in a field of of fungi. This is really easy right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so fungal communion means I can ask questions about the area and get two facts. So what is the safest route downward towards ten? Okay, so you get a, a cacophony of fungal voices. Like that mushroom speak either Simlish or a Star Wars language. It's Jabba the Hutt Simlish. Solo. Tiwana Wanga. <laughs> Nip nipple pinchy. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, 
Uh, yes, uh, they are happy to guide you. Frankly, they're tired of eating Opranath's cast-offs and are more than happy to guide you away from here. Uh, the fungi uh, basically point you, not that first tunnel, yet yeah, not that one, that one over there. That one okay. is going to take you down to tin, where the air is clear. And can they also tell me if there are any dangers on that route I should be aware of? Oh, Toby, Koronami, no manta manto double. Men babel de pra babanada, octis munta, alaima biznakala. Oh, yeah, there's danger. Oh, okay. There's <laughs> always thanks. danger. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to start heading that way and gesture for my, my friends to follow me. Well, that may be easier said than done. Plunk, uh, well, are we going to plunk next, Dixie? You get to choose. Yes. So. Plunk, are you disengaging, knowing that the cultist is presently stunned, but she won't be for long? Can I hit her and then run and then move away? <laughs> you are currently in a thick, sort of uh, sinking terrain. So if you hit her, that's your action. If you want to move, though, you can move and she won't be able to hit at you. Hmm. I know it's tempting to kill her, and you could do. You probably could. Um, but it's up to you. Hmm. Well, my my group is leaving me, so I am going to disengage with a huff. <laughs> <laughs> How and, dare! And and keep an, my eye above me as hmm. I traipse through, so I don't get hit by another falling corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just as well. Let's, uh, if you could roll one d ten for me. In fact, as you can spend momentum to define part of the story, if you want. You can spend some momentum now and make another corpse uh, come down on the cultist. You know what? Let's do that. That sounds yeah. fantastic. That does, that does sound appropriate. As she is currently clutching her kidney in pain, that's how she's stunned. You know, she's not. She's <laughs> lost sense of who she's attacking and where she is, and only look, thinks to look up at the wrong at the last possible moment. And crunch, another body lands in the mulch pit on top of her. The fungi go to feast. And this leaves to Plunk's escape along with Breen, leaving only Zaven fighting this increasingly weakened Aprikian who puts his tentacular limb up. You only see that now embedded in this insectoid carapace. It's more like a squid's limbs than mm. a... Yeah. a humanoid. Uh, puts it up, though, in the universal symbol for yield mm -hmm. I mean it's your choice you can um, end him anyway or take that opportunity to go he's probably only in it for the ore and minerals he's I'm gonna pull my hand back like I'm gonna punch him and then reach out and grab my sword and then fly away he does not try and hold on to your sword and so yes you fly off down the tunnel to an uncertain future and that is where we will have to conclude our session I know our party has not yet created their kitchen i know it's tragic maybe we will get a chance to revisit these three on another occasion i do hope so uh, and i do hope the listeners found combat interesting to listen to i know combat isn't always the most engaging of things as a an observer but i think uh, what this episode of the pathcast showed was the sheer variety even only a small portion of it the sheer variety of things you can do mm -hmm. in combat and hopefully keep it interesting yeah i mean one thing i think to keep in mind is like yes we took an entire episode to do a combat but a um we were talking through everything we were doing and b yep. 
when I was looking things up for a lot of it. Um, if we just went straight by what actually happened here, um, that was a wildly diverse combat. There was lots of, of maneuvering and and doing interesting things in that combat. And there probably would have been, in, for an experienced group, maybe 20-minute combat at most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we will put that to the test next time. No, uh, next yeah, time. Start people. <laughs> next time it won't be an actual play. We'll do something a bit different. But thank you so much, everybody who has listened. Thank you to my wonderful players. I do enjoy running this for you. And Danielle, uh, where will people go if they want to catch up with you? Uh, you know, wherever. And uh, Discord worked. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, excellent. And Eddie, well... <laughs> um, nice to hear a motivated party come out of a game. Yeah, you, you can find me everywhere at Dixie Cyanide. Um, I'm always in the Onyx Path Discord. Please chat with us in there. Um, you can find me probably wandering the streets of Hackney screaming at the sky. Uh, but other than that, um, Pugsteady, P-U-G-S-T-E-A-D-Y. That's my website. That's my handle. And you can find me on the Onyx Path Discord uh, arguing about how to spell Frankenstein. <laughs> Excellent, and you can find me on the Onyx Path Discord as well, and in the uh, community area of the World Below Backer Kit. Please back us if you haven't already. Uh, any support is greatly appreciated, and if you can't afford to back, please share the campaign. Thank you very much for listening. Many worlds, one path cut.